What is up, friends, and welcome to episode 79 of the Small Church Media Podcast. We are currently in our series all around the idea of branding for your church, and so far, we've talked about what is a brand and, well, why does it matter for your church? Last week, we talked about three truths and three lies all about your church's logo. And today, we're going to get more into the weeds of the terms marketers like to use, such as house of brands, branded house, and what do these things mean for your church, and what direction should you go with your church. But before we jump into today's conversation, I'd remind you that this episode is sponsored by Hashtag.Church. Hashtag.Church has been a service-based church media company for many, many years now, but recently, in fact, this past month of February 2023, they made a pivot to become the one-stop shop for all things related to church media, tech, training, ideas, and encouragement, no matter what facet of ministry you are in. They have videos, a podcast network, free resources, and blog posts to help your church grow in every facet of church life. And the best part is all of this is completely free for you. Hashtag.Church's founder, Bobby King, was featured a few weeks ago here on the podcast, and he has one massive heart for small churches. So don't hesitate. Head over to Hashtag.Church or click the link in our show notes to get started learning from what Hashtag Church's Weprachar has for you. So today, we're talking about what is a branded house versus a house of brands and what that means for your small church. So you guys ready? Let's get it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I first want to say welcome. You're stuck with me for the next 20 minutes where we talk about how we could use all things related to media and technology to not just reach outside the four walls and grow our church numerically, but also strengthen the faith of people who are already in your congregation. And around this whole idea of branding and logo design, all these different things, so many times a lot of people think, oh, okay, branding, uh, what we're trying to do, what our verbiage is, what our language is, what we look like, that's all for exterior things, right? Like this has absolutely nothing to do with the people who are already at our church because the people are already at our church, then we don't need to brand to them or market to them because they're already here. And I want to say based off of today's conversation and then next week conversation, I'm hopefully going to be able to prove to you guys that your brand, your voice, what you're trying to communicate also has a big role to play in the lives of the people who are in your church right now. Because here's the deal. At the end of the day, if people in your church don't know what your church is all about, what your church is trying to do, what your church is trying to accomplish, they may look at the church and say, are we even doing anything? You know, the Bible says we're supposed to go out and make disciples of all, all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're supposed to give and expect nothing in return. But what are we trying to accomplish? Do we just come? Do we sit? We learn about Jesus a little bit. We sing some songs and then we go on our merry way. Or is there something bigger that we can be a part of? And that's what this whole conversation around branding for your church, I'm hopefully hoping is a accomplishing for you guys. So today, we're going to talk about this idea of what is a house of brands 
or what is a branded house? What's the difference? What does it mean for your church? Why these terms even exist and how this whole idea and based on how you actually brand the different pieces inside of your church, you could actually create different silo ministries inside of your church. In other words, a bunch of little different groups who are trying to do a whole bunch of different things rather than coming together as one church body in all different facets and walk of life to accomplish the same thing. So today, a lot of the conversation, yes, will be about logos, but it's more than just logos. This has everything to do about how you are actually setting up your church structure by terms of names, vision, and mission. So when marketers are talking about this whole idea of branding, again, going back to what is a brand, branding is more than your logo. Branding is what you believe your business is all about. And then in turn, it's also what people believe about your brand based on asking the question of, do your actions back up your words? Actually, can you put your money where your mouth is, church? You say you're all about this, but do you actually do it? So the whole idea of around house of brands or branded house goes back many, many, many years. As brands started to grow, they started to ask the questions of, should we have a bunch of different little brands inside of our one big brand? Like kind of have one owner and a bunch of different other brands, or should we be just one massive entity and kind of change the name around? So to get started, we're going to talk about some different definitions about what these ideas are. We're going to look at some examples, and then we're going to say, what is the big difference between a house of brands and a branded house? And then finish with the idea of what does this mean for your church? And out of today's conversation, Again, with logo design, with verbiage, with messaging, how should you structure your church? So first, we're going to look at of what is a house of brands, okay? So we're going to start with what is a house of brands? A house of brands is a company that owns many other companies, but... Each company is its own standalone brand and has its own brand assets. Brand assets are websites, logos, colors, verbiage, pictures, identity, culture, vibe. It has nothing to do with all the other ones because it's its own separate entity. It's a standalone brand. However, it is unapologetically owned by a parent company. Here's some examples of what a house of brand is, okay? Meta, which if you don't know what Meta is, it used to be Facebook, and then they switched it because they wanted Facebook Facebook to be a standalone pro- like product. So Meta owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and a handful of other apps and, and other software companies as well. But the primary three companies that Meta own are Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. These are all three standalone products, standalone softwares that they each have their own logos, colors, identity, culture, vibe. They have their own CEOs. They're separate companies. They each stand on their own two feet. However, a different company owns them. So they are a house of brands. Meta is the house, and they own Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, different, different brands. Same for Google. Google owns, well, obviously Google and Gmail. That's kind of like a branded house, but they also own YouTube. They own Nest, which is the thermostat and now like video security company. They're starting to kind of adjust into that area a little bit. They also own Waze, which is the which is kind of funny that they have Google Maps, but then they also have Waze as a directional app that you can do on your phone. And Google recently has actually also bought Fitbit. Here's another house of brands, PepsiCo, okay? Now, when you think of PepsiCo, you might think of Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Pepsi Max. That would be considered a branded house. Again, we'll talk about here in a second. But PepsiCo also owns so many other brands. In fact, Pepsi owns, well, Pepsi, obviously. They own Mountain Dew, 
Gatorade, Lay's, like the potato chips. They own the Cheeto Company, Quaker Oaks, and literally dozens of other brands. Probably the most popular house of brands, though, here in America would be General Motors, okay? Because General Motors, GM owns Chevy, Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, and Jeep. So when you have a house of brands, it's one parent company that owns a bunch of other different companies, but each of these individual companies has their own ideas, their own staff, their own CEOs, their own logos, their own colors, their own photos, websites, all that kind of stuff. It is not a cohesive unit. They're all supposed to stand on their own two feet. They're all supposed to make their own money and play as uh, they all have a part to play in the house of brand. So when we transition and talk about what a branded house is, it's the exact opposite. Whereas a house of brands is the company that owns many other companies. A branded house is a company that uses the same logo mark and brand name, but adds in like a department or service to that company name. Here's some big examples of a branded house. Okay. FedEx is probably the most unified branded house across the entire world because FedEx has FedEx Express, FedEx Freight, FedEx Ground, FedEx Office, FedEx Services, FedEx Logistics, FedEx DataWorks, and so many other random FedExes. But FedEx is FedEx. But when you look at all of their logos, they all look literally the exact same. Same. They'll change colors based on each one of those departments or services, but at the end of the day, they are all FedEx, and it's unapologetic that they are FedEx. Apple is another company that does this. You have Apple Music, Apple Pay, the Apple iPhone, Apple Watch, Apple MacBook, and then, I mean, they've changed a little bit because I know when, when uh, Steve Jobs left and then came back and started the MacBook side or the iMac side of Apple computers, it changed a little bit, but at the end of the idea... Apple is Apple. They're not creating all these different brands. When you want AirPods, they're Apple. When you want a MacBook, it's Apple. When you want an iPad, it's Apple. Everything is Apple. It all has the same logo, all has the same font, all is on the same website. However, it's all owned by the parent company, Apple. Another branded house that you might be familiar with, maybe not, is the Virgin Enterprise. Not not what you think, but like Virgin Mobile, Virgin Air, Virgin Bet, Virgin Books, Virgin Balloon Fights, Virgin Hotels. It's one company owned by one sometimes person or one entity, but instead of having a bunch of different brand names, they all carry the same name. So what's the biggest difference between a house of brands and a branded house? Well, hopefully 10 minutes in this conversation, you could give me a good definition of what the difference are. But to kind of put it more succinctly, a branded house has, uh, our branded houses have brand loyalty no matter what product or service you are using, okay? A branded house has brand loyalty no matter what product or service you are using. For example, for me, I am an Apple guy to the core. I have my iPhone, my iPad, my MacBook Pro, my Apple Watch, my AirPods. We are, an, I am straight up Apple, only Apple, and I have so much brand loyalty to that company. However, a house of brands creates brand loyalty to certain parts without being loyal to the whole brand. Case in point, if you are a big-time Jeep guy, that doesn't mean you also love Cadillacs or will die on a hill for a Buick. If you are a Chevy Silverado man, that doesn't mean you're going to be going and buying some sort of new Jeep with the back end. You have a loyalty to your very specific product, your very specific 
thing inside of that house of brands, but you don't have loyalty to the company as a whole. And what many companies with house of brands are realizing is that although they have many different brands, they need to have each brand have its own tribe and its own following for it to succeed in today's culture. For example, Amazon owns the ring company. Like, you know, the doorbell where you hit the doorbell and it shows the video camera. Well, Amazon owns ring. It's actually a really fascinating. If you watch, I think ring was on shark tank. No one took it. He made multi-million dollar, billion dollar company. Then Amazon bought it. Super, super cool. But Amazon owns ring. Okay. Something that ring has started to do is to create a whole fleet of products that all work together. So that if you have one piece of ring equipment, it's just easier to have your entire house pretty much protected by Ring. Rather than having a doorbell from Ring, a different security system, different cameras, different lights to protect the house, Ring wants you to have everything Ring and be a Ring nut. Another company that does this is Wise, W-Y-Z-E, which is what my family's a really big part of. We have Wise cameras. I have a Wise thermostat. I'm about to get to a Wise doorbell. I'm going to have Wise security lights. And the whole idea is the fact of even though Amazon owns Ring, they're trying to create the same passion, energy, community around this individual silo company, even though they're not fully dedicated to the master house. So what does this mean today? What's the takeaway we need to take from this thought? It's that brands are realizing that tribe and culture around a single brand, even if there are multiple, is essential in today's day and age. So what does this mean for your church and what should churches do? So many churches, specifically small churches, are notorious for this, is when you look at the the landscape of a small church, all right? I'm thinking of all the different ministries. We have the church in general. We have the kids ministry. We have Awana. We have VBS. We have the student ministry. We have men's. We have women's. We have senior saints. We have classics. We have sport ministry, all these different things. And so many times, what churches will do is they will give a name to each one of these ministries, such as like Impact or uh, Kids Zone or Bible club or um, salt women's or fight club manners or something like this, where each individual ministry has its own identity, its own brand, its own tone, its own purpose, its own vision. But the question is, is, is this actually a smart move for small churches to do? Rather than just giving you my answer right off the bat and cutting to the end of the episode, I actually have five different questions that I want you as a small church to think about when it comes to your church, if this is something that you should do or not, okay? Because as a small church, you only have so much time, energy, and effort, and at the same time, if you're a small church, like 70 or 80 people, you don't want five different ministries all trying to accomplish five different things rather than focusing on what the main mission of the church is. So here's a handful of questions that I want to ask you as we think about this conversation and what it means for your church, and then I'll give you my opinion about what you as a small church should do, because I actually have two opinions. Five questions you should ask, or five questions you should think through when we're having this conversation all around branding, and if your church should be a branded house or a house of brands. Question number one, how do you want other ministries to view their relationship to the greater church? How do you want other ministries to view their relationship to the greater church? 
When I became the youth pastor over at Southside Baptist, I stepped into a ministry that was called Voices of Truth. That was it. That was the student ministry, 7th through 12th. We kept that name. I actually killed the word Voices of Truth because I actually thought it was really weird because I'm like, you're not supposed to be the, like the Voices of Truth. You're supposed to live in truth as well. So we shortened it to VT, VTSM. We changed it to VT Student Ministries, all right? We rolled with that name for about two years, and then our youth group actually did a whole rebrand, and we became known as Southside Student Ministries. And then in the subsequent years, we started changing other ministries around the church as well. Instead of having just these random kid programs, we called it Southside Kids, Southside Women's, Southside Men's, Southside Women's, Southside Seniors, kind of the idea of if it was the ministry in the church, Southside Outreach, it was literally Southside Blank. And the question we were asking ourselves is how do we want to view each one of these ministries into relation of what the church is trying to accomplish? And I had the vision of for my students when they graduated, I don't want them to be so bought into VT that when they graduate from VT, they don't really feel like they have a place anymore in the church. You know, they were committed and they had their community and their tribe at VTSM, but not the church at large. But the vision that I wanted to have for the student ministry was when they graduated, they just saw themselves, oh, we're just the student ministry of the church. Now I'm in the college ministry of Southside, and now I'm in the young adult ministry or the adult ministry. So here's the question that you have to ask and related to all of these conversations is, how do you want other ministries to view their relationship to the greater church? If you are okay with each ministry having its own identity, that's okay. Go for it. But if you would rather have all the ministries focus on the same purpose, being a congruent unit, maybe you should think about being a branded house than a house of brands. Here's another question. Do you have the budget to maintain a house of brands, okay? Because when you have a house of brands, you need to have a whole bunch of different logos that don't look cheesy and color palettes and everything. So many times, <laughs> oh goodness, I have made a handful of logos for churches here over the last few years. And the biggest thing we have been able to do is brand each ministry with the church logo and just call it whatever ministry it is. The church I'm a part of now, New Life, we have New Life Kids, New Life Students, New Life Adults, and they all use the same little logo that the church uses. Another church I made a logo for recently is 12 Oaks Baptist Church down in Kentucky, and the same thing applies for them. They have 12 Oaks Worship, 12 Oaks Students, 12 Oaks Kids, and then all of the above. But so many churches want to have an identity wrapped up of, oh, we're this, we're this, we're this, and they want to segregate themselves from the church. And the problem is, is you have to create a whole identity and make it actually good and worthwhile for each one of these own identities to have their own, again, mission, vision, and values and logo to back it up. Here's another question you got to think through when you're having this conversation for your church is, what do you envision for the future of your church? In other words, how do you envision the longevity of each one of these ministries as your church progresses? Because people come and go, youth pastors come and go, volunteers come and go, senior pastors come and go. What's your long-term vision for the church? And if you have a branded house or a house of brand, does that play into the vision? Because so many times when a youth pastor or a college pastor or some young hip dude steps in or, or, or woman steps into the ministry, they're like, no, 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 we need a new name, we need a new purpose, we need new logo because we're going to be excited about this new thing. However, is that actually the best thing that a ministry should do? Just change the name because they want to? Or is there a purpose behind each one of these names for the church? Another question you can ask is, how much do you want to explain your various church ministries 
two visitors? My answer was not a whole lot. I don't want to say Impact is doing this or VT is doing this or this is doing that. It's more of, no, the student ministry is doing this. The children people are doing this. And it makes it so, so much easier just to explain it to the different ministries of the church. And then here's the final question that you have to think through, okay? If you decide to go with a branded house instead of a house of brands, does each entity have to have the exact same logo or could each different ministry have different logos? Now, there actually is a spectrum. If you look up the difference between a house of brands and a branded house, there's actually a whole bunch of gray area in the middle where a lot of brands tend to fall up. Some brands do legit branded house like FedEx, where it's like literally the same logo, same fonts, just slightly different colors. And then all the way to the other end with GM with a completely different brands. But then sometimes you will have the same idea of a house of brands with different logos. Think of a Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Pepsi, Pepsi Max, Diet Pepsi. All the same idea, house of brands, different logo. If your church decides that, yes, we're gonna have a house of brands, but the logo does not necessarily matter. Like the student ministry, eh, they can have whatever logo they want. Kids ministry, eh, they can have whatever logo or colors they want, as long as they are called by this name. That is something you could actually do for your church to still give them their own identity, but still be part of the bigger church. So again, here's those five questions that you need to think about regarding this conversation for your church if your church should be a house of brands or a branded house. Question one, how do you want other ministries to view their relationship to the greater church? Question two, do you have the budget to maintain a branded house? Because it's a lot cheaper just to buy a logo once and change the name out. Number three, what do you envision for the future and longevity of your church? Number four, how much do you want to explain your church's ministry to visitors? And number five, can different ministries have different logos and it still be okay? So coming out of this conversation, the next question is, okay, so what should you do? Now, I have two different opinions. Oh, they're not different. They kind of go hand in hand. But I have two opinions for specifically, again, small churches when it comes to this conversation, okay? I fully believe that small churches should stick to a branded house. I'm sure I kind of gave that away in today's conversation because even the churches I was part of, we've always been a branded house. But I fully believe that a small church, a church of you know, 50, 70, 90, 120, whatever number you are and whatever you call yourself, a small church should stick to a branded house for two simple reasons, okay? Number one, it keeps everything clean and consistent with your graphics, which means you can spend more money on a great logo that impacts all of the ministries Plus, um, it's a lot harder for someone to come in and just screw everything up. And the second reason is it helps point to the fact that all ministries are part of the church. Rather than having the students over here in one corner, the women in another corner, the kids in another corner, the men in another corner, the outreach in another corner, whatever corner you want to put, whatever silo you want to be, and they're all completely different entities with different ideas, different purposes, different visions— that's not what the church is all about. When you read in 1 Corinthians 12, where we're all different parts, many parts of one body, I believe this is a great representation specifically that we could teach our kids and students the fact of, yes, you're, you're, you're the kids, but you're not just the kids. You're the kids of this church. Yes, you're the teens, but you're not just the teens. You're actually a part of this church. Yes, you're the men, but you're not just the men. You're part of the church and so on and so forth. We are all part of the same body of Jesus Christ. Yes, granted, but we are 
are also all parts of the same local church, and each group has a different part to play. Each group has a strength and a weakness, but our identity, although, yes, I mean, follow with me, follow with me. Our identity, yes, needs to be in Jesus Christ, but as ministries, our identity needs to be a part of that local church body, not our identity on each individual thing of whatever cool or whatever is trendy or whatever vibrant comes our way. Now, if you want to have separate logos for each of the different ministries, I think that's not a bad thing, but keep the names the same, but give each ministry a fun logo. Eh, That's not a bad idea at all. But if you want to show up consistently in all facets of outreach and internal creating community around the different ministries of the church, I fully recommend to all small churches not be a house of brands, but rather be a branded house. Well, guys, I hope you do. That was a really bad segue into the (laughs) exit. But I hope you guys did enjoy that episode of Small Church Media Podcast. I know this conversation is a lot more philosophical in nature about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. But here's the deal, okay? As we are thinking about our brand and our mission and our vision and our values and what our church is trying to accomplish, we got to get all ministries involved in the church. So I hope this conversation spurs some ideas. Don't just change things because, you know, I told you to change them, but really have hard conversations conversations with your leaders, set the vision, set the tone. Next week, though, we're going to continue the conversation all around how to bring your brand into every aspect of the church. And after we finish that conversation, hopefully you have enough ideas that your brand's not just your logo, but it's how you envision the entire church working together. So come back next week, same time, same place for this conversation of how to bring your brand into every aspect of your church. But before I let you go, I got to remind you, leave a rating review anywhere you listen and share this episode if it's been encouragement with you with another small church in your network. We'll see you guys next week, same time, same place, right here on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.